Hi there, welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Berks County's podcast series. I am your host, Beth Ireland. I have a returning guest with me today, our shelter manager, Sarah McKillop. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Beth. Sarah and I are going to talk about the cat situation. Um, if you guys follow us on Facebook, you saw that we um, issued a blog post this week where we talked a lot about the cat overpopulation problem in Berks County, how the ARL deals with it, um, and kind of just address a lot of questions that people have in general about cats, Berks County, and the Animal Rescue League. So um, I'll preface all of this by saying you can read a blog post that's going to give you a little bit more detail than what we're going to get into today at our website, www.berksarl.org, or you can just hang in and listen to our beautiful voices. (laughs) Sarah, we're going to start simple and at the beginning, okay? One question we get all the time is, we are an open admission shelter, Mm -hmm. and people often hear the term no-kill shelter. So what is the difference between those two types of shelters? Well, an open admission shelter basically means that we accept any domestic animal surrendered by an owner or left in our stray building. And because of space limitations, we cannot guarantee adoption. And basically, a no-kill shelter, there are some shelters and rescues out there that an animal that they take into their program could very well live out their lives with them. They, They will not euthanize but that also means then they can't take in new animals okay the animal rescue league is berks county's largest open admission shelter all right so because the animal rescue league cannot guarantee adoption that does mean that there are cases usually based on medical reasons or behavioral issues where animals are euthanized occasionally it becomes a space issue though we've been very lucky this year Mm -hmm. Uh, we have added cat cages to every nook and cranny of this building And we have done our very best um, to not let space be an excuse for us. However, it does come up. I mean, it is it's a reality of what we do. If someone does not want that to be the reality of the cat they bring to us, what other options do they have? There are several options. There's reaching out to friends and family to see if they will take your cat. There's reaching out to other cat rescues, such as One by One, Cat Works. Unfortunately, during this time of year, a lot of those rescues are full, just as we are. The Animal Rescue League is not alone. Um, Sometimes we have space issues, but usually when it comes to cats, all rescues do, all Mm -hmm. shelters do. And this isn't a problem that is local to Berks County. This is a nationwide epidemic. Another question we get a lot is, you know, why are dogs treated differently? And it's quite honestly, excuse the pun, but because dogs and cats are different animals. We we broke down some numbers over um, June 1st to August 31st because summer months obviously are our busiest time of intake. So just in those three months, Sarah, how many cats and kittens did we accept? 1,341. So we're averaging about 447 a month or 15 a day. And how many can we house? We can house about 100. About 100. So I don't do math very well in my head. But the moral of that story is the cages fill up very quickly. Absolutely. All right. Now, so versus 1,341 cats versus how many dogs came in in that same time period? 531. Okay. And how many dogs can we hold? We can hold about 70 dogs here. Our intake on dogs is slower. It's lower. And the proportion of space we have for them is a little bit higher compared to what we have available for cats. Cats are different in that people will hold out for a breed of dog. Correct. If they're waiting for a boxer, they'll wait until they find that at the shelter. Or if they're waiting for a German Shepherd, they'll keep an eye out. Cats aren't quite the same. There are definitely exotic breeds, you know, like Siamese and Manx and other ones. (laughs) 
But in general, if people are coming into the shelter for a cat, they just want a cat. Right. So it's not, it's just a different animal. It is, absolutely. It's just different. All right, so let's talk about what happens when someone brings an animal to the air out. First of all, let's talk about the two ways Mm -hmm. that someone could bring it in. Either they could drop them in our stray building, surrender the animal as a stray if we're open, or surrender their own private pet. Correct. So let's start with... There, there becomes a point where this is all treated the same way, mm-hmm. but we have a stray building that is open after we close. Right. If you find a stray or injured animal in the evening or overnight, this provides a place for you to safely house that animal, but it is not intended for owner surrender. Correct. We need as much information as possible. Say you find a cat and you put it in the stray building, we have sheets that are attached to the cages that must be filled out where you found the animal, your name, your phone number. That way we can call you if we have any questions. It better helps us understand the animal and determine if it's placeable or not. And it also helps us if someone is looking for that animal. Obviously, an orange cat that's found in Chillington is different than an orange cat found in Wommelsdorf. Mm -hmm. So if somebody living in the Governor Muffin School District lost an orange cat, this could be their cat. But if you don't tell us where you found that animal, we can't help. We can't help reunite it with an owner. Now, what happens if they fill out that paperwork? Are these people bound by any kind of law? Do we expect anything from them? Do they no. have any further responsibility? No, absolutely not. Like, so we'll only call you if we have questions. Just every kind of answer you can give us better helps that animal. If it is during the day and the animal shelter is open, we ask you to bring your animal inside regardless of if it's a stray mm-hmm. or if it's an owner surrender. Why do we do that? Correct. Again, information, information, information. Say it is your animal. We don't judge. We understand things happen and sometimes you can't keep your pets. But the more information we have regarding personality, their age, what they like and don't like, all helps in better placement. And same thing if it's a stray. Again, information, information. Tell me where you found it. Tell us what you've noticed about the, the animal. That way, too, if there is somebody looking for it, this better helps us. And also, too, every time a cat comes in, we call one of our cat room employees, and they'll talk to the owner personally. And we will also be honest about the chances for that cat. If you have a cat that's not using the litter box, that's been sick, that doesn't like other people, you know, we want to be honest with you about what some of those outcomes might be. And sometimes if people are faced with the possibility of their animal being euthanized because it's not adoptable, sometimes what they'll do is say, let me try harder. Let me take my animal home and see if I can find another option. And that is truly what we want you to do. We don't want your cats. We definitely don't want to euthanize your cat. We would love for your cat to find a home, but there's only so much space. Absolutely. There's only so much space and there's only so many resources that we can use to rehabilitate these animals. I can tell you walking down the hall to do this podcast right before I got into Beth's office, somebody surrendered, I believe it's six three-week-old kittens right now. So kitten season is not over, my friends. No, and it is. We are definitely experiencing um, a late burst this year. Usually by October, we are definitely on the the downside of the kitten season and it seems like it just started all over again last weekend kitten season's not over you guys all right another question we hear a lot is why doesn't the arrow hold cats longer so let's talk about the law first of all what what, it gets confused a lot because there is a law for dogs Uh which says 48 hour hold okay so it's a 48 hour hold and after that it technically becomes the property of the animal rescue league okay What is the law for cats? There is none. There is not a single law in Pennsylvania Mm -mm. that requires any effort on anyone's part to reunite or hold cats with their owners. Is that our fault? No, it's not. And I can tell you that we will hold on to a cat for as long as we can. We've implemented this year a 24-hour hold, and we try our best to adhere to that. But again, if 60 cats come in in one weekend... 
unfortunately, we may not be able to. I, I stress this because, you know, it's something people really get upset about, that they think we're treating dogs differently than cats. But in truth, it's because we are required by law to hold dogs for 48 hours. We're not required by law to hold cats for five minutes. We're doing the best we can. We do the best we can. And in the wintertime, when we get through this kitten season and our intake is down and space is free again, you know, we, we hold cats as long as... Oh, absolutely. They stay healthy. Yep. So, yeah, but there is. There's absolutely a period of time where 24 hours is as much as we are able to give them. Another question we recently got is, why don't we take photos of every single cat that comes in Ooh. and then try to find that cat's owner? Uh, that would be that would be quite the undertaking. I'd probably have to hire another full-time worker or full-time volunteer because there are so many cats that come in. What do we do to try to find a, an animal's owner? Again, there are several social media sites that we go to and we look to see if any cat matches what came in, plus also our lost reports. We search those a couple times a day to make sure that any cat that comes in doesn't match. One thing that we hear all the time is people say, well, not everybody uses social media. And that's absolutely mm -hmm. true. But we, as always, we have always and will always have a phone in line where you can call the shelter and give us a report about the lost or found pet that you have. We will file that. And every single day, those reports are gone through. Yeah. If you go back to our cat prep room, there are pictures of lost cats everywhere with the information because constantly people email it to us. We print it off. We hang it. We don't forget about them. So social media is definitely not the only place to find out um, if we have cats in our possession that may or may not be yours. Um, also, we should talk about microchips. Yes. If you, we have talked about this with dogs. If you microchip your cat and it gets lost, mm -hmm. the chances of you getting your cat back if it turns up at the shelter are about oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, if you Microchips cost, what, 25 bucks? Mm -hmm. They're available um, at your vet. They're available at random clinics mm -hmm. throughout the year. There's no excuse. If you love your pet and you want your pet back, should it ever get lost, just microchip oh, it. Oh, amen. Just microchip it. It's easy. Mm -hmm. Do it. Yep. Do it. We Another popular question we hear all the time is why don't we just expand and make more room so we can hold more cats? Would we love more room? Sure. But along with that comes so much more. That's going to require more staff, more money to build onto this building. It's not something that's easily done overnight. And again, money, 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 money. We just, we don't have it. We don't have the resources. We would love for this whole building to be three times larger than what it already is so we can save as many animals as we can. But again, with the building comes more responsibility. We would need more workers. It's it's quite quite the undertaking. It's everything. I mean, it's more it's more staff, so it's more salary, mm -hmm. it's more benefits. It's more animals, so it's if we doubled the size of the cat room and made it so that it could hold 200 cats, now we need Double the staff. food mm -hmm. and litter mm -hmm. for 200 animals. Yep. We need extra electric. We need extra water. We need extra heat. Yeah. We need everything. So this isn't just about make more room. Right. So we should mention that we um, originally in 1952, when the shelter opened, we were able to house a total of 30 animals. So it's certainly not that we haven't expanded over the years. Um, today, we hold 70 dogs, 100-ish cats, depending mm -hmm. on how many kittens there are, 20 critters, six barn animals, and we even have a small chicken coop mm -hmm. for farm fowls. We absolutely have expanded over the years, and our latest expansion occurred about seven years ago. Um, it took about a million dollars to add the expansion mm -hmm. onto the current building that we have. It's not something that you just snap your fingers right. and make a bigger building. And truly, when we talk about it, if we had 200 cats here instead of 100, the other thing that changes is where do we find those adopters? Yeah. 
we currently right now we average 67 cat adoptions a month Mm -hmm. so if we had 200 cats here it would take approximately three months for those 200 cats to get adopted so again another you know it becomes a drain on resources we continually care for those 200 but if we're receiving 500 Space is still an issue. Right. So we could have 500 cages here and probably it still wouldn't be enough. Oh, no. Absolutely not. It's a great idea. And I don't think that we're ever going to be done expanding. No, no. But it is, it's not the answer to this problem. No, it's not. No. Let's just hit really quickly for those of, let's talk about a couple things that we're doing to deal with the cat situation. Education is a big one. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is the second podcast we're doing to talk about cats. And I think we're probably going to do another one that's going to talk again about feral cats after this one. Currently, we have a four-part educational series going on at Body Zone. We talk to the Girl Scout troops that come in. We go out to senior church groups. We go into schools. We will talk to anybody that will listen Mm -hmm. about what it means to own a pet, how to be a responsible owner, about what TNR is, about what a feral cat is. Education, education, education. What about spay and neuter? Oh, spay, neuter, spay, neuter, spay, neuter. I mean, you will see a huge dent in populations go down if you just spay and neuter your pets. Cats reproduce very quickly. I mean, I can't even imagine how many kittens a female cat can have over the course of her life. But if you truly want to save the life of cats, spay and neuter. That brings us to, as of January, we will begin holding, once again, low-cost spay and neuter clinics for cats. That's kind of a very general quick reader's digest version believe it or not (laughs) of all of the things about cats so again if you would like to learn more about the cat situation please visit our website www.berksarl.org sarah thanks so much for talking with me this week about all of these cat issues absolutely and thanks everybody for listening we'll talk to you next week